Good morning. Uh, it's my last day in Milton Keynes. I'm headed back to Cambridge this morning. Uh, it was such a good day yesterday. Thank you so much, Crossway, for having me. And thank you so much for the dinner yesterday. That's great. KFC and Chinese food. Oh, that was amazing. And also for the company. Thank you so much for making me a part of the family. Um, we're doing the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, and we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 5. So let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you again for yesterday. Thank you so much for everyone who came, uh, the regulars, but also for the newcomers. May they find a new relationship with you. May they renew their love for you, Lord. And please, would you do this through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're looking at Romans chapter 5. Oh, by the way, I, I, I'm right next to this huge Sainsbury's, this huge Sainsbury's, and I got this. Tart. <laughs> this is so nice. It's not like one pound something. It's so good. Oh, it's so nice to walk into a huge Sainsbury's again. Oh, I, I haven't experienced that for over a year. That was amazing. And maybe my highlight of staying here in Milton Keynes, living next to Sainsbury's. But it, that, that was cool. I, for me, that was amazing. Okay, so Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith. Let me stop there. Since we have been. It's talking about the verse just before. Now Jesus delivered up for our trespasses, but raised, raised for our justification. It's almost as if Jesus' resurrection is proof that we've been forgiven of our sins. And therefore, he begins in verse 1 of chapter 5, since we've been justified through his resurrection. And he's asking, so what? <laughs> so what if Jesus raised? So what if we have been forgiven of our sins? And this is a very bold question, right? You know, so God, you know, what's in it for me? Almost, almost. But God actually answers that question in Romans chapter 5. So yes, Jesus has been raised. You've been justified. Therefore, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this peace, that word is the opposite of war. We used to be enemies of God. Now we are friends with God. But also this piece is talking about that fullness of that relationship with God as His children. So now we have this new and full relationship with God as our Heavenly Father. Verse 2, through Him, through Christ, we've also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So we've obtained access. Obtained access. So, you know, I have to enter my room by using this access card. And so this card in verse 2 is faith. We obtain access by faith. And so we trust in Christ. It's not what we do, but we trust in what He's done for us on the cross. And that trust is beep, is the access. Beep, we enter into the room or this space or into this grace, it says, this, this room in which we now stand. And so God gives us access into this thing called grace. But this grace isn't just a space that you can enjoy and kind of like sleep on and that kind of thing. No, this grace causes us to stand. Meaning, think of it this way. If you are a Christian today, and you were a Christian a while ago, but you, you remain a Christian until today, it's because God has caused you to stand, caused you to remain as a Christian by His grace. It's His power that you do not deserve. It's, 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 it's grace. But the fact that He's causing you still to believe in Him, still to trust in Him, 
Well, that means God's power is still working in you. That same power that saved you in the beginning, the cross or the resurrection, is still empowering you to still trust in Him and still look to Him as your God, as your Savior, as your Father. And it's by access by faith, and you get access into this grace that causes you to stand. So that's verse 2. And it continues on. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And so this is future. So we rejoice in the hope. We're, we're looking forward to something. We look forward to the we look back to the past, the cross, we've been justified. And now we are standing by grace, but we're looking forward to something. And he says, this hope of the glory of God. And what's that talking about? I guess it's looking to the finality, to the fullness of all the promises of God, that glory, that amazing future of being with God, of being in heaven, of being with Jesus Christ, that glory of God that we look forward to that is still in the future. But he says, verse 3, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. Now, that's connected, but also also disconnected because glory, yay, we, we rejoice in that. But he says, not only that, we also rejoice in this thing called sufferings. How does that work? You know, rejoicing in glory, yay! Rejoicing in winning the Olympic gold medal, yay! But rejoicing in losing, in losing, in, in suffering and pain, how can we rejoice in that? And so he, now he sets up this tension. How do you rejoice in both glory, but he says also in suffering? And he's talking about suffering now. Maybe you're suffering today. How do you do that as you rejoice or even boast? That's what the word means. Well, he says, knowing that this suffering produces endurance. Or in Chinese, say "ding chui," causes you to, to to continue to trust in God. You endure that suffering, and that endurance produces character. It changes something about your character, your manner, your way of living inside of you, and this character produces hope. <laughs> so, what causes you to hope in God and want that promise of God's fullness and heaven and relationship to heaven is that actually this suffering that leads to this. This, this endurance that leads to this character, that leads you to look up to God and say, God, please bring all your promises to pass. And he says that verse 5, and it's the last verse, this hope does not put us to shame. Meaning, it might seem shameful at times. Why am I hoping this God when I'm suffering right now? Maybe your friends are saying to you, why are you still being a Christian when it's so hard for you right now? And saying, you're not going to lose out by trusting in God, when it seems like you're a loser, when everyone's looking at you like a loser, when you feel like a loser, it's not gonna let you down. Why, why? Because, it says verse five, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. God gives us His Spirit, His presence, His self, pours it into our hearts. It's like, it's, it's, it's like this waterfall that's filling up this glass in our hearts. It fills himself in us. And what that does is it reminds us that God loves us. What do we need when we are suffering, when going through a tough time and finding it so hard to trust in God in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that pain? What we think we need is for God to say to us, it's going to end. You know, one day, it's going to be worth it. You know, one day, you know, you're going to see this amazing reality of heaven and Jesus. And all that is true. All that is true. But God says, what you really need to know is that I love you. I love you. I love you. All the way to the end. That's what He does when He pours His Spirit 
into our hearts. He reminds us that His love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that He has given us. So it's an amazing, an amazing full promise that comes from the cross. We look at the cross, Jesus resurrected and we go, so what? So, 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 so what if Jesus has risen for our justification? It means that we have this relationship with God. It means the fact that we are Christian today, God is sustaining us and causing us still to hope in Him. And as we suffer, as we go through that trial, maybe you're going through something today, God reminds you so clearly by His Spirit, I love you. You're my son, you're my daughter. I gave Jesus to die for you and I will love you all the way to the end. Have a good week ahead and see you back in Cambridge. And thank you so much, Milton Keynes. Thank you so much for a wonderful weekend, a wonderful time with you. I spent as, you know, God's family. Take care and God bless. Shh.